Before we start, we want to say a quick thank you to Wharton Fintech's Platinum Sponsor, the Stevens Center for Innovation in Finance. The Stevens Center is a premier research, education, and thought leadership institution in the world for financial technology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wharton Fintech Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel Armasa. On this exclusive episode, Guillermo Gonzalez and I sat down with Anthony Noto, CEO of SoFi, and Clay Wilkes, founder and CEO of Galileo, to discuss their most recent transaction, in which SoFi, a web-based personal finance company, acquired Galileo, a leading provider of technology for digital banking solutions, for a total sum of $1.2 billion in a combination of cash and stock. This important transaction included $250 million in debt, $75 million in cash, and $875 million in equity. In our interview, Anthony and Clay take us through the history of their transaction, the strategic reasoning behind the acquisition, and how they envision the evolution of the company going forward. And now, without further ado, let's dive in to a fascinating conversation with Anthony Noto and Clay Wilkes. Welcome, Anthony and Clay, and welcome to the Wharton Fintech podcast. We're excited to have you here. Can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, your personal background, and what led you to your current roles? Uh, Clay Wilkes. I'm the founder and CEO of Galileo. Um, Galileo has become the leading provider of technology for digital banking solutions in North America. It's been a great experience. Uh, we're in an exciting time right now. We've had a, an opportunity recently to combine with SoFi, which I'm thrilled about. It's great to be working with Anthony Noto and really excited about the, the prospect in front of us. I'm Anthony Noto, CEO of SoFi. I joined in uh, February of 2018, and uh, we've really transformed the company's mission and product assortment and being mobile first from desktop and loans only to now providing a complete suite of financial services products for consumers on, on our mobile app. Great. Thank you. And if I may add, Anthony, you, uh, you're also a Wharton grad, so we're very happy to have you here. I'm a proud Wharton grad. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Well, uh, we are obviously talking on the heels of probably the most consequential event for both SoFi and Galileo to date, and, and that is the recent acquisition of Galileo by SoFi. Can you take us through the origins of this transaction and when did you begin discussing it and how long did it take for the result to come to fruition? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll start and Clay can uh, add in. Um, when I joined the company in 2018, one of the priorities was launching SoFi Money, which is account that's you know not the same as checking your savings, but it has similar functionality. You can do direct deposit of your paycheck. You could upload uh, physical checks through mobile device. Uh, you can use a debit card to pay, um, whether online or a physical store. That card also is an ATM card where we rebate all of your fees. So it's the ability to pay, spend wherever you want, however you want, all on your phone with transactions. As we we're architecting the product in late August, I kept getting um, responses from the management team that we couldn't do many of the things that I thought were critical to differentiate the product. We couldn't do instant provisioning. We couldn't do instant funds availability. We couldn't do early paycheck. Uh, and we realized we just had the wrong technology partner. So we did a broad-based 
RFP to understand who all the providers were and payment processing and could be our partner from a technology stack for the next 20 years. Uh, ultimately, we chose Galileo um, across the field of all the other providers that were there. After that decision, we then started to implement Galileo and switch off for other technology providers. I was very interested in Clay's overall company and strategy because I thought it presented the best example of what could become the sort of AWS of FinTech. Um, and having covered the internet sector from 99 through 2007 as a research analyst at Goldman Sachs, I saw the evolution of e-commerce, the evolution of digital media and mobile and broadband. And what's needed is a broad-based technology platform that has uh, common elements to it that makes the industry reliable, stable, and responsive to consumers' needs. And then you just compete on the front end with the consumer. Uh, and so I saw that as a possibility with Galileo. Um, and then after integrating and transitioning our business to Galileo from another technology provider, I was more convinced than ever of that thesis and that, and that vision. And uh, Clay and I have been talking about that concept since we signed on as a partner. Um, and we just took the conversation to the next level of what can we do together? Can we innovate faster for the consumer? Can we create a more stable, reliable, and responsive technology platform for all fintech companies the way Amazon had uh, with AWS? And so that was the origin of the conversation. And, uh, we didn't have, you know, concerted conversations till I think the first or second week in March. Maybe I would just add uh, one thought around that. Uh, Anthony's done a great job of summarizing his view of, of uh, us getting to know each other and working together. I would add what, what excited me about partnering with, with SoFi was that they had established a real leadership position in a number of lending products. Uh, they had adjacent products that they were also bringing to market, especially around invest and, and of course, money that we were partnered with them on. And as I thought about the opportunity to really transform uh, what's going on in financial services and in the, the new and emerging fintech area and digital banking, um, the ability to be able to combine banking and payments with these lending products and take them to, to market in an enterprise-grade fashion uh, is, is really the original rationale that Anthony and I discussed and is what excited me about the opportunity to partner and to work with SoFi and, and Anthony specifically. Sounds like this transaction happened pretty fast, especially since, uh, Anthony, you mentioned that you started the conversations in, in March. This is, of course, happening in the middle of probably some of the worst weeks of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. How did you overcome these challenges and the fact that you were not able to meet in person? Yeah, what I'd say is a couple of things. We did, uh, we have we have known each other. We've met in person in the past, and uh, our first initial meeting to talk about the companies coming together was in fa fact in person, late on a Sunday night uh, to the early hours of the morning. I think it's really about having a vision long term and being able to see through the fog of war, so to speak. You know, Clay's been running his company for nearly twenty years. The Galileo's been around. Galileo Financial Technology's been around for nineteen years. He's seen the best and worst of times, so you know he can speak to his own mindset. But my view was this is a, a you know a pioneer, an entrepreneur, a founder, a CEO that can navigate through some really tough times in an industry that typically wipes out companies that aren't so that are that are not at the scale of big financial institutions um, and protected by financial institution things like banking license, et cetera. And so um, I was confident that Clay could focus on the long term and, and see through the. The distractions for me, my biggest challenge, quite frankly, was our board. And it wasn't from the standpoint that they weren't supportive, they were incredibly supportive, but we're in a very challenging time. 
And was I able to run our core business and navigate through that environment in the lending category and at the same time be able to truly evaluate this transaction for its merits? And we have a great team and when we put our mind to something, we can we can accomplish it. And so it was a matter of prioritizing and just I knew how important it was for the long term and we couldn't let this momentary event that could last a year, it could last two years, but it is transitory, um, distract us from our long-term vision. So I was determined to get it done regardless of how many bullets were flying over our heads. Hey, Miguel, can I just add on one thing to that? Um, you mentioned uh, Anthony's uh, Wharton experience and, and all this to add is, uh, is West Point experience. It takes a, a certain amount of fortitude to stand in the face of what, was at the time the most difficult and incredible set of financial circumstances uh, all around and uh, with the resolve to to move forward and, and to do this deal and to do it in the, the way in which uh, it was done. From the signing of the term sheet to the signing of the agreement was eight days. And so it moved very fast in all of it, but Anthony and I's initial meeting was all done virtually. And, uh, you know, we saw the dissipation of uh, about 30% of market capitalization across the entire board in the middle of all of that. So it's an incredible set of circumstances that, you know, was surrounding the event. So a question on the purchase consideration, reading around news, this is something that's puzzling many observers due to a large private-to-private stock component which accounts for almost 75% of the purchase price, which is unlike other recent landmark fintech transactions that incorporate uh, cash components, significant cash components. And Clay, after 20 years of building Galileo, this is obviously a big bet, SoFi's future performance. And this is also a case where both of you believe that one plus one is greater than two, yet Galileo will continue to operate independently so how do you plan to unlock those synergies as Galileo continues to operate independently? And how does the nature of the collaboration between the two companies will change post-acquisition? Great question. Uh, maybe I can uh, respond first and Anthony can add his color to it. As I mentioned, I was quite excited about the, uh, the opportunity. I think we've got an incredible opportunity in front of us to bring the synergies of these two companies together. Anthony's committed to the idea of Galileo remaining independent, serving the uh, financial services ecosystem, uh, which we do today, to delivering product, to growing the overall industry, and uh, and all of those things resonated with me. Anthony can perhaps speak to uh, his vision of, of Amazon and AWS. Uh, that resonates with me, especially as you think about someone like Netflix. So I'm very bullish on the combination of the two companies. And I think the uh, form of consideration uh, speaks for itself. I think there's an incredible opportunity here for all SoFi shareholders. And that includes me and all of the Galileo shareholders. Thank you, Clay. What I'd add is, you know, our experience in offering SoFi money to consumers relies on technology that's modern in the cloud, allows us to be very agile. And so, you know, one of the primary reasons for the acquisition was being able to control that consumer experience in a unique way. But it was also about being able to build a technology platform that could be reliable for the industry. All of, you know, SoFi, other fintech companies, we all actually face the same challenges on the back end. We have to build security protections, fraud protections, 
uh, systems of record. Um, we have to be able to provide access in a real-time basis. And it, it quite frankly reminds me of the e-commerce or e-retail industry in 1999 when Amazon had to build all these technologies for their own company, and then they turned around and made them available for others. One thing that's very appealing to me is we have the most capital of any fintech company. We have $2 billion of our own capital. We have $6 billion of warehouse facilities available for us to run our lending business. And I think we're the best positioned to do for the fintech industry what Amazon did for the retail industry with Clay's team and the platform he's already built. And he's built something of incredible value that creates a platform we can then build off of. They have great enterprise level APIs that they've built and we can leverage that expertise and experience in a number of other areas and make those services available to all of our partners and competitors. And the reason I'm fine with that is because 90% of the market share for deposit accounts still sit with four of the largest banks in this country. And I'd rather have a small share of that 90% than a large share of 10%. And every time one of our brothers or sisters in fintech world have some point of instability. It negatively affects us and our brand because we're in the same family. And so the opportunity to partner with Clay is an opportunity to create that reliability, create that stability and responsiveness for the industry and, and really drive the market share shift much, much faster. The third thing I, I would just say is we can't directly go after every customer in the United States to fulfill our mission. We have a specific target that we're going after. And our goal is to help people reach financial independence. And I'm 100% fine doing that directly through our brand to prime customers and higher net wealth customers. But I'm equally as happy to see Chime or Samsung or Dave.com or others do that through Galileo um, because we have a holistic view of moving with the world forward as it relates to financial wellness and financial independence. That's awesome. This, I think, uh, opens up for many questions. But just following up on, on what we were just talking about, Clay, I'd like to recover a piece of your commentary following the transaction announcement, which ties in to Anthony was just saying. Uh, you mentioned that SoFi has built a very strong, diversified financial services company focusing on a full suite of financial services. These are products that many of our leading fintech clients are asking for. So obviously SoFi uh, has historically been a consumer-facing company. And as we briefly mentioned, it has a particularly strong credit capability. Does this mean that SoFi will start to offer its capabilities, its credit capabilities through Galileo's API? So sort of like a white label credit scoring or credit capability underwriting solutions for other fintech companies? Yes, it's exactly what we're uh, looking at bringing to the market is the uh, the lending products that SoFi has really excelled in. So this is um, student loan refinance, it's personal loan, it's uh, home mortgage, and ultimately credit card as well. And the capabilities that surround that, being able to put those together in a package and deliver in an API format is really what would allow us to power the industry. So those are the those are the initiatives that we're actually working in, on together in the kind of the, the nexus of uh, these two companies. Great. Anthony, I just wanted to ask you about the importance of Galileo's APIs in their transaction and the importance of those APIs for SoFi to accomplish what it wants uh, moving forward. Yes, absolutely. So we, um, we just started on the platform. We don't use Galileo's point of sale 
API, we would like to be able to provide point of sale financing. Uh, so that's a unique area for us to um, be able to partner. In addition to that, we, we also want to provide instant provisioning, instant funding, again, something else we could do together. Third is, you know, we don't offer early paycheck availability. Uh, that's an API and functionality that Galileo has built. Uh, and so we'd like to leverage that as well. And then there's a new product roadmap that Clay and his team will work on that will make new products available to us and all of their Galileo partners. Things around security and fraud and identity and income uh, verification and big data. And so there's a, there's a roadmap ahead as well. Fantastic. So moving on, you know, following up on, on the previous discussion, another big question on people's minds is how this acquisition will affect uh, Galileo's existing and also potential business relationships with other fintech companies. We already mentioned, of course, how both companies will operate independently. Yet we're wondering whether this announcement was met with a, perhaps a dose of skepticism from Galileo's existing partners. And, and how will you manage the situations or whether you expect that at least some of these companies will be more skeptical about future collaborations? That's a good question. Maybe I can offer one insight and then uh, Anthony should add on to that. Uh, before the announcement, I went and uh, in some cases we went together. But since the announcement, we've gone to all of our clients and the clients have been overwhelmingly approving and in most cases excited about what it is we've uh, stated here this morning. So there's not a lot of pushback. One of our most significant and important partners, but also competitors to SoFi, the CEO said um, in, on the morning before, the evening before the announcement said, how long is, after stating what was occurring, how long is my contract? And I said, well, why? Do you want it longer or shorter? And he said, no, I want it longer. I want it as long as possible. And that's been the attitude of our clients. I, I think they view this as a, as a real positive. Just one thing I'd add to that is, you know, Clay and his team are going to run the company uh, independently. We're rolling off the information sharing. We're making sure that people feel comfortable, that their interests come first. That's been the same strategy I deployed at Twitter. We had businesses that, a mobile ad exchange where our inventory is on that exchange and many of our competitors were on that exchange. So it's something I'm pretty experienced with. Got it. So talking about the fintech ecosystem widely, of course, one of the goals is financial inclusion and helping consumers achieve financial independence. And this, of course, won't be achieved by a single company. You know, for Anthony, perhaps, this is uh, particularly interesting as you know, you're competing to win people's trust on the B2C turf. How do you evaluate collaboration opportunities versus competition and going at it solo. Uh, you guys recently have, of course, an announcement with, of a partnership with Samsung, right? But uh, you've been, of course, launching other products on your own. So how do you evaluate companies' core competencies going forward? Sure. My approach is, is the industry is way bigger than what we could capture by ourselves. And because it's so massive, you want to have a dual-pronged strategy of direct and indirect. And I've learned that through a number of other industries and uh, partnering with people that are also uh, technically our competitors. And so the idea with Samsung was, you know, SoFi is not a well-known brand. We have about 3% our native brand awareness. It's higher than any other fintech in the United States, but it needs to be around 20 plus percent 
for us to get to the, our long-term goal of being a top 10 financial institution in this country. Um, partnering with well-known trusted brands is one way to do that. And so Samsung was looking for someone to partner with them. I'm building a technology application that allowed people to do exactly what we do with SoFi Money, pay, spend, and deposit anywhere they want, however they want, all from their phone. And so my view was we would enable them to do it. We would benefit, they would benefit from our technology solution, our regulatory licenses. Um, we would benefit from their brand awareness and the trust that their customers have in their brand. So it was imperative that the product was branded with Samsung and SoFi and that the product reflects the value proposition that we believe members should have and be treated that reflects our brand positioning as well. And so it was more of them having a desire to deliver this service to their customers and us being comfortable strategically that it could be aligned with our, our, our long-term goal. The SoFi partnership with um, the NFL and the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers, similar thought process. We were associating ourselves with a you know, brand that has great uh, awareness, great trust, great tradition, um, and that will help us increase our unaided brand awareness and trust and become a, also becoming a household name. Part of our uh, partnership with Samsung is what informed us about the Galileo uh, partnership and that we had to build APIs on top of all of our functionality where Samsung would build on top of. Um, and that's something a lot more partners would need. And it really isn't something that our team should be spending their day on. We should have a different part of the company doing it. And instead of building on ourselves, buying Galileo is a way to, to do that. Hey, Miguel, could I offer also on just on the inclusion? I, we agree with you on the, on the mission, the overall mission of uh, financial services broadly and fintech specifically. Galio has recently expanded into uh, Mexico. And in Mexico, you see a country that is, say, 90% payments uh, by cash. And so this has a way of digitizing the you know, digital first, mobile first strategy and allowing for the democratization of payments and um, doing it in a much more efficient manner. And as we look at Latin America, we're moving into countries currently, Colombia and Brazil. We've identified six additional countries to move into there. But this ability to be able to move quickly on a platform basis and move into markets and regions where other fintechs are having great opportunity and success allows us to be able to do that broadly, the inclusion part. And as I, I look at other regions of the world, including uh, Asia Pacific, there's a massive opportunity here. And SoFi isn't necessarily focused on all of those things, but uh, Galileo has an opportunity to power much of it. And Clay, on, on the point of Mexico, that's very interesting. Has the process of, of finding both partners and, and customers been different than it has uh, in your home turf in, in, in the U.S.? No, actually, it's been the same. As I mentioned at the outset of the program, Galileo was recently identified by one study as uh, powering 95% of the digital banking strategy in, in North America. That includes the U.S. and Canada. As we've moved into Mexico, um, we've had amazing uh, success both before the SoFi acquisition and since it. If anything, it's it's accelerated and gained gained steam. And you know, as we've talked to really all of the leaders in in fintech in Latin America, we're having amazing success with them right now, and many many more announcements um, to come on top of the five that we've already announced. That's great. Actually, I wanted to ask you both about these international expansion plans. First, maybe Clay, just because you're already mentioning some of these new partnerships, can you provide 
some detail around the MasterCard partnership in Mexico, which uh, I understand that it's supposed to break down barriers for fintech companies in the country and in Latin America to start their businesses and to uh, create awesome consumer solutions. Can you tell us a little bit more about that partnership with one of the most recognized brands in the payment space worldwide? The partnership with MasterCard in Mexico has been tremendous. They've had for a number of years their local switch down there in Mexico. Switching and branding are separate. It's different than it is in North America. There are incumbent switches um, that are competitive, and because of uh, regulation and other factors in Mexico, um, you've got companies like Rosa and eGlobal that have been dominant for years. And so it hasn't created an environment where you can see expansion of open payment systems and, and methods um, like you do and networks that you do in the rest of the world. It's really stymied innovation. Recently, um, as recently ago as maybe a year ago, the central bank there, uh, Banquico, really uh, authorized uh, the switch with MasterCard to be able to begin to power solutions there. And it's really been Galileo that's been the, the on-ramp, if you will, to that. So while the, the opportunity for working with MasterCard is, is enormous, not just in Mexico and in many other uh, parts of Latin America, you know, we expect and, and will continue to work with Visa as well in, in those regions. Amazing. And uh, Anthony, Obviously, the U.S. is a place with a lot of competition in the fintech space, a lot of innovation coming out. So I'm just wondering, how does Galileo's international expansion plans align with SoFi's vision, maybe for going overseas to other regions? It was one of the attractive elements of bringing the two companies together, the fact that Clay had already entered uh, Latin and Mexico, you know, is an area that we would like to expand as well. And so we can build uh, on the back of his success there. Um, additionally, we uh, bought a small company in Hong Kong called Eight Securities and we launched it as SoFi Hong Kong. And we'll use that as a beachhead to bring in other products and services, including opportunities with Galileo in that region. So I think um, both of our international strategies are coming together to support each other's businesses. That's amazing. I wanted to ask also about Galileo being bootstrapped for most of its history. Did you, Clay, ever consider taking VC money? Obviously, we went through a time where this investor money was available and many fintech companies and in general tech companies were raising huge amounts of cash. So did you ever thought about maybe accelerating the pace of growth for Galileo through using this PC money or what was going on with your head? You were probably approached, I guess, by several PC firms a number of times. Just wondering uh, what were your thoughts on continuing down the path that you chose versus maybe trying to accelerate or taking some of this money? Um, every week for our entire existence, we were approached by anybody and everybody that has money three to five times a week, literally. We always turned away from it, large part, uh, at least as you compare us to the rest of the industry. We did do a transaction late last year with Excel, which is a phenomenal partner. We were uh, deliberately kind of going slow. We were at a point where we wanted to accelerate that and to 
think about what our next step uh, should be when we begin our discussions with SoFi. It seemed to make perfect sense to me. Yeah, I imagine uh, how many times you, you were approached. Fantastic. Great. Well, um, this has been a fantastic conversation. We are very thankful for having you on board. Before we go, I want to give you uh, some minute each to maybe have some closing thoughts and any, any messages you'd like to share. Um, maybe I'll go first then, Clay. Well, I, we'd love to send a message out to the Warren community of uh, aspiring engineers, product and business people that we're hiring aggressively. And if they want to be part of a company that's changing the world with a phenomenal culture, culture we're, uh, we'd love to entertain uh, them joining our, our, our family. I would second that. Uh, anybody from Wharton that wants a job, they should be uh, given priority. But I would, uh, I would add that Galileo is working on something right now that's really pretty exciting. We haven't really talked about here, which is our Galileo Instant product. Uh, we announced it late last year. It's been in beta. We've had 450 inbound points of interest on that product. Uh, that will go live here in the month of June 2020. And it's really a, a transformational product. It's going to allow for a gig economy and e-commerce uh, marketplace type businesses to be able to quickly and easily bring payment solutions to market, eliminating months and months of, of difficulty and distilling that down to a few minutes. We ultimately see this as um, yet another kind of revolutionary change. That's one I'm very excited about. Well, Anthony, Clay, Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we are excited to see what comes next and for the road ahead. And we have no doubt uh, you'll, uh, you'll continue with your success. Thank you again for joining us. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wharton FinTech Podcast. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a review or letting us know in the comments. If you want more content from our fintech community, please subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and the rest of social media at Wharton Fintech. You will find interviews, articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. Signing off, I'm your host, Miguel Armasa.